I'm great. Are you great? I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm not terrible. I guess. <laughs> I don't know of anyone that's great right now. I uh, I I don't know. I'm not terrible. Good. Um, last time yeah. we spoke, you were walking outside, and last time we spoke, it was a lot nicer out. On days like today, where it's like fifty high of fifty and very windy, are you leaving your house? I did leave my house. It was trash. I regret it. Where'd you go? I went to the bank. I had to pay for my cobra today. Oh, okay. And you had to do it in person. Had to. That sucks. Yep. Was the bank busy? No. Were people? No, but they are. They're only letting like one person in the bank. They're they're only letting one person in the bank at the time. Wow. Which bank? It's two banks. So it was on uh, it's on Fourteenth Street. So it was like Wells Fargo and Citibank, and they're both like, yeah, they're just letting in one person at a time, and you have to wear a mask. Oh wow! So you, that's. Did you ever think we'd live in a world where you have to wear a mask inside of a bank? Mm, no, but it's really funny as a black woman. The teller does look at you a lot differently than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> like I swear to God, I'm, I'm actually here to deposit money and not like steal this money. So everybody relax. I can't imagine any successful in person, like Robbie to bank in person. But I, I feel like right now would be the time to rob ATMs with a mask on. Clearly, you, you know what's funny? I was having a conversation uh, with my coworkers. I guess in Philadelphia, they have asked stores to stop calling people for petty crimes. Because people are just walking in and stealing shit. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, cool. This is what it is now. And I'm over here like I should steal more things. <laughs> but <laughs> I get like really anxious. I did steal some masks from Target. Did you really? Face On masks. purpose? I did. Yeah. Good, good for you? <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> uh, fuck capitalism. I'm going to steal some face masks and relax my mind and my pores. Are so. you? Oh, those kind of masks. Yeah. No, 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 no. I actually, I, I bought, I gave Jeff Bezos money and I have like, I have like a bunch of face masks, but mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't have like a, you know, a relaxing mask. Understood. Okay. Do yeah. you, you do feel more anxious though in the last month? Uh, actually, no. You don't? I don't. I don't. Why this isn't is really that? good for my anxiety. I think that like not feeling the pressure to be around people or be on has been really good for me. That's good. Yeah. You, I mean, I suppose I should be worried about like money and like work and like whatever happens with life after this. But at this point, I'm just like, this is a welcome vacation from reality. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to like reflect upon my life and like poor life decisions and just just take it as a as it comes day by day. You used to go to the gym most every day. I'm assuming your gym is closed right now. Are you working? Very cold. Yeah, are you working out? Trying my best there. Walking. Okay. I'm a really active person, so like I again, my job is like my job is like me walking all the time. So like I've been trying like when it's nice outside to walk more. I finally got some like home workout gear, some like resistance bands and mm-hmm. stuff, like to keep myself like from going crazy, but. Yeah, I think that was, I honestly, I think that's the hardest part of this for me has been like, I can't like move my body like 
without a purpose. Like, I don't, I don't like, who the fuck gets up and just, like, works out in their house? That's fucking stupid. <laughs> I just, like, <laughs> I'm like, what the, what is this shit? Well, like, I'm trying. Do but, you, like, if I leave my house and, like, designate a place, then it's, it's a little yeah. bit easier for me. Do you weigh yourself regularly? I bought a scale. You it do. was a bad idea. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Are you currently your target weight? No, I'm actually still at my uh, the same weight that I was before all this. Oh, my, that's good, right? I haven't ga- I haven't gained any weight. Yeah, exactly, I've lost tone, but I haven't I haven't gained any weight. I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, we're all gonna be like, no one's gonna be fatter, but no one's, but all of our BMIs are gonna be higher for some reason. I'm gonna say like, I feel like I'm just gonna be like mushy, yeah. and weird. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of mushy and weird, <laughs> how many days a week before this started? Uh, did you eat out? Every day. Every day. Every day. How often are you currently getting food delivered? I've stopped because yeah. I don't know what to do. There's so many things to eat. <laughs> so unlike most people, your problem is there are too many options. There's too many options. And also, I think the part of the thing about me eating out every day is that I wasn't eating in my house. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really fucking matter if I'm eating in my house. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. You are know? You, it's all going to look the same. Are you eating three meals a day? No. <laughs> are you eating five? Are you eating one? How many meals a day are you eating? It's actually reduced a lot. So at the beginning of all this, I was eating all day, every day, <laughs> just like whatever I could find. I was like, sure. all right, cool. This is cool. I'm eating this. This is fine. Uh, now I'm... I actually, I actually just made myself like a bowl of like vegetables and rice. Good. Which I, it's weird. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck? <laughs> I made black beans yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like 11 hours. I'm like, who the fuck does, who, who has all this time? Oh, you, beans? like they were dried black beans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a slow cooker? Yeah, I do. Hey, did you use I'm this, really excited about it. Did you use the slow cooker for the black beans? I did. I made a vegetable stock, and then I was like, the stock is trash, so I'm going to put black beans in it. Yeah. And now I have black beans in a lovely vegetable stock. I was really proud of myself. Good. It's great. So I, like, I'm not going to starve. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed, we were supposed to be doing this six feet apart. Uh, because uh, you are walking quite a bit, and I follow you on Instagram, so I see, like, oh, you were actually near my house-ish the other day, and I was like, well, she's uh-huh. willing to walk this far, plus, like, seven miles after that, she's willing to probably walk over here. So we were supposed to do this here, but yeah. it's very... It feels more like October than April right now, so it, it's a bad idea. It's awful. But, I think the weather's fucked up here, too. Like, yeah. the other day when it rained and it was, like thundering and it was sun shining and it was all in one day it was like mm-hmm. 10 different weather patterns in one day it's trash right now there was a snowstorm yesterday in chicago and there was like a 50 or 60 car pile up on the highway <laughs> 50 cars you supposed to stay at home <laughs> <laughs> so um before like yesterday you're like hey do you drink milk and i was like yeah do you and you're like i have milk and you didn't want the milk how do you have milk that you don't want uh, so I work in the restaurants. Restaurant industry is being very kind to their employees. Uh, their acting is like makeshift CSAs, and I got a box of like fruits and veggies mm-hmm. from Coconut Club. Um, so I went in there, and there was like a it was like 
some shit in there. And the two things I don't know what to do with are this, like, pineapple. Okay. I, I don't know what the fuck to do with the pineapple. And then I have <laughs> this gallon of milk. I don't drink milk, so I don't know, like, what is milk? Are you afraid of baking? Is- baking? Yeah. Oh, we're, we're not doing that. I honestly, I, I got the slow cooker down. I used the knife this week. Maybe next month I can bake you something, but like I'm not. Like- <laughs> Do you like chowders? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, but I am gonna make a potato soup. If you're gonna make a potato Do soup, I mean- maybe keep the milk. No, no, no. I have other shit for that. I don't need that. Okay. I don't want the milk because I'm not gonna use like a cup of milk. Like, why the fuck would I need a gallon of it? That sounds well, like a, like really. When wasteful. does it expire? It doesn't, ex- it doesn't expire. No, it expires. <laughs> I promise you. It's not expiring. Let me, let me check. I have no idea. You clearly don't drink a lot of milk. I don't use... This milk expires on the 19th. Wait, so still by the 19th. That's not the expiration date. It's pretty... It's close-ish to it. So if you're still willing to do this when it's nicer out and you bring me that milk, I will make you something from... It'll already be expired by the time you bring it to me. Because... <laughs> In theory, you're going to be here on the 21st because that's the that's the next nice-ish day. Tomorrow's going to be nice. Tomorrow's going to be cold, though. Like, Is it 60? Yeah. It, in, in the shade, it's too cold to sit comfortably for more than like five minutes. Yeah, I don't do the cold shit. Yeah, that's why. So if it still doesn't smell bad, I will make you something from the milk if you're still willing to bring it over. Yeah, you can have this. I don't. I don't know what to do with it. And now, is the pineapple a whole pineapple, or is it canned? What's the it's, deal? With- it's a whole pineapple. It's a whole fresh pineapple, which I think I have to cut soon, right? Yes, you do. Because it's been a week. But what you don't like pineapples? Oh, I love pineapples. I am bad with knives. Oh, this is the best thing to learn on. Yeah. No. <laughs> one time there were like <laughs> I cut a pineapple one other time. And uh, I was terrified, and I also had to like mandolin. And this is for work. I had to like use a mandolin. Oh no, that's there was, way like, more nice dangerous. Shit. Oh, it's very dangerous. It took me like uh, other people were like, they're just fucking ripping through these like pineapples. They're just like doing like four or five pineapples in like fucking like ten minutes. I'm on like one pineapple in like twenty minutes. I was like, I don't know why you gave me this task. Okay. But now we all just sitting here wasting our time. The pineapple is super easy to cut. You're giving. You're not giving yourself. You, you cut off the top, and you cut off like the. I I know the thing. So just do it. I'm what just the, apprehensive. Why are you apprehensive? Nice man. I don't know. But didn't you cut like I don't know thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of limes in the past decade as a bartender? Yeah, they're small. But they're probably more. And acidic. they're slippery. I honestly, yeah. So it's like, a really bad idea. If you've cut that and you get lime juice in your fingers too. Why not cut a pineapple? It's much safer. You are asking for logic in an uncertain time, and I don't know why you're doing that to yourself. Like, <laughs> the laws of pineapples have not changed in the last month. I don't know, Brandon. I just have I have feelings and thoughts. It gives me anxiety. That's the only thing that's giving me anxiety. What's going on outside? I don't fucking know. This pineapple, though, got me fucked up. <laughs> oh, man. I'll fucking take a pineapple. Hell yeah. No, I'm going to use that pineapple because I think I'm going to buy some more Mezcal. I also thought I was going to stop buying alcohol. I think I'm just going to put Mezcal in it and then turn up. 
So you're gonna have like the like a fancy version of like an 18 year old shoving a bottle of vodka and a watermelon. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, cool. you could, I could tell that you're not a parent. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no. Um, are you comfortable uh, receiving the help from other people in the restaurant industry? I'm not comfortable receiving help ever. Yeah. Um, from like even from friends, like this is something that I'm just generally bad at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that acceptance that I'm probably going to need help. This was my baby step towards it. Being like, all right, Good. cool. So I'll accept this. So you're not the first person I've asked been... about this, but I've yet, I've, I've heard the same answer over and over and over again. Have you applied for snap benefits? No, you are, you're everyone's mm-hmm. saying no. And I don't understand why no one is applying for snap benefits. Because they didn't know I was eligible. You are eligible. Once you're laid off, your income is... I'm assuming your income is still zero? Yeah. And you file Real taxes zero. as an individual? Yeah. Yeah, you qualify. Yeah. Like you've, we've all been paying into this system. We should take advantage of it. I don't understand it. You are not alone in saying no to this. I think I've asked like five people. And everyone qualifies, and no one's doing it. And I and I don't understand why. Because if, like you said, you gave Jeff Bezos some money by buying some masks on Amazon. If Jeff's paying zero dollars in taxes, why aren't we taking advantage of the very basic, basic, basic things that are here to make sure that people don't go hungry? Again, you're you're you're, you're using <laughs> common sense logic, and like, and also I think you're also using perhaps your parent brain because maybe, maybe it is I. That. I think you're using your parent brain because like, I feel like even like applying for unemployment insurance mm-hmm. or unemployment benefits was like daunting. Like we're, I think we're, this country is like really fucked with our heads to think that like asking for help and like accepting yeah. money from the government that you actually like, you've been contributing to for yeah. all of your working life is like, there's like some shame to it. No, I can't really tell isn't. you who. I can't tell you what your employers have done. I can't tell you what their tax situation is like. But I could almost guarantee. Actually, I know. <laughs> I know. I know for one of them for sure. No one is paying a hundred percent of the taxes that an individual is paying. They're taking so many breaks. Hell no. So the fact mm-hmm. that this is the issue, I think, with with society. But this is the issue with our brains is is we can't as an individual, especially in this country come to grips with the fact that like I will take every single advantage possible because there's that guilt. I've had that guilt too. I've been shaking it off for years, mm-hmm. but I've had that guilt. And uh, most every single bar you've ever worked in, most every single bar I've ever worked in at one point or another, have just gotten a break from somebody, be, be it alone. Actually, no, I take it back. The bars I did, <laughs> the stadiums I worked in definitely, <laughs> but not the bars. Uh, yeah. per se. But w- there's <laughs> once you hit X level and there's X amount of employees, like, it's assumed that it's okay to get all these breaks, but for the individual, there's some shame in that. And I think that's why I'm encouraging all my friends that are available to get SNAP benefits to, to get them because we've all been paying into this system. And to think that other mm-hmm. people don't benefit because we take from that pie, that's absurd. That's not how it works. And it's so stupid. It's so stupid. I don't, I, I really don't understand why we're like this. We really, I, I hope that uh, at the end, in the next 10 years after the end of coronavirus. <laughs> you know we're not going outside for a long time, right? I do know that. You've accepted this. Have you accepted it? Oh, yeah, 100%. The difference between me and almost everyone else I've talked to about this is my brain has already been in this state since, like, December. 
mm-hmm. because of the parental leave. So it's it's very very weird for everyone else to be catching up. And I and I say that it's like not a bad thing, but like this is this you're gonna laugh, and I understand why. But like the first two and a half months of this before before coronavirus, but for just two and a half months of leave, it's like all you're doing is like dealing with an entity that like does not care about you in any way, and all you're trying to do is make sure it stays alive. And like the, the only way out is through the is through is in. So you have to like look at yourself and like that's it's like oh, maybe I am a Buddhist and like shit like that. And that's <laughs> so I've already like come to this beautiful place of like this is the exact opposite of prison even though we're all trapped at home. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense because I feel like what I'm doing now is kind of like that sort of existential, like, who am I? What is my purpose? What am I doing here? Yeah. I mean, without a child, I mean, like, but I think that's something you go through when you're like, all right, my life is kind of in arrears and I don't know where I'm going or what, what I do, what I need to do to make myself feel like productive, sane or whatever Mm -hmm. those sort of things you need to do to feel like you're not actually a person. Um, I work at a music venue also work at a hotel. The hotel is probably not coming back. And the if they do venue, come back, I would like to point out they're getting a shitload of tax breaks. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> they uh, they also announced that we were unemployed via Instagram so they can eat several dicks. Um, I'll let the listener the at home music- guess which boutique hotel in Washington, D.C. did that <laughs> because it's not just one. No, there's several. Uh, but... The music venue that I work at, however, is it's interesting. They've been done, they're really great locally. I love them. I think that they have done a great job. They set up, they were one of the first venues to set up like um, support for their staff. Like they've given us money, they give us food. It's fucking more than I would expect them to do, especially like with the size of the company. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's kind of like interesting to me is that like we're like in a, this group chat, like, you know, for work. And everybody's like, dude, can't wait to go back to work. Can't wait to go back. And like, you know, this show's going to be dope in like October. And I'm like, are you serious? You seriously think that you're going to wipe out a pandemic and people are going to want to go to a thousand plus person show yeah. in October? And like, are you delusional? Do you have no concept of what's actually happening? Like, All this right, well, isn't like an internet meme. It's not going to be gone in like a week. <laughs> like, it's, it's this is like, I just think we're not going to forget this happened. Like, you know, in like six months. Like, that's the no, bullshit. No, cl- clearly, I'm with. Not clearly. I agree with you. Here's my thought process. I've, I've talked about this with a handful of other people. I think that small scale stuff will be the first to come back. I think that bars that seat. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 will be the first wave to come back. I think shows that seat 100 or less will be the next wave, et cetera, moving on. Those mm-hmm. are the shows and those are the bars that usually don't make the most money. I mean, yes, there are a handful of really, really nice bars in Washington, D.C. that are very, very small that cater to that clientele. That's the exception, not the rule. So mm-hmm. do you think that live music will come back full force all at once or do you think it'll be a slow rollout i think it's going to be like a twofold thing i think that we're going to end up seeing smaller venues but i think that we're also going to see smaller venues and possibly like add on like a live option like a live from home option okay before you a lot of people are like hold on have you watched anything any of the live streams 
I hate everybody's live stream. And honestly, there I only listen to your podcast and like nobody else's. I don't give a fuck. So, that, so that's <laughs> why I can't agree with you because you're part but of the But it's not our generation. No, no, no. You're not a part of that generation. I think a lot of okay, younger so people, you have you've spoken with people that have enjoyed this. Yeah. Okay. People love that shit. Okay, good. I'm glad. <clears throat> I'm not finding that. I think it's going to be more of like a luxury to go out like and, and like see a show like that. I think it's going to be really interesting to see like how that plans out, but I don't, there's no way that like anybody's going back. To, well, I mean, there is a way people will go back to festivals eventually, but they're not going to be the same. Yeah. The, what I really want to Also know, festivals are already fucking gross. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you a, imagine? That's, that's actually, <sighs> I can't imagine because if this is like the flu and in the summer it kind of goes away, a hundred percent, I can imagine it. But if this is like, other pandemics where like it's not weather related yeah it's gonna take like a year or two and that really bums me out because i i legitimately love every type of concert like i love seeing in a room with 10 other people at a house show just as much as i love going to like capital one arena like each thing delivers it scratches a different itch so like i legitimately love giant outdoor music festivals mid-size one street festivals i love them all they all like i want to see different acts and on different stages so like I understand why it's easy to like joke about it and be like, it's stupid, but like that employs so many people and brings so many joy. And like, that's the stuff that like turns on like kids in a way that like, I didn't see blank, but now I saw him at a side stage at a festival and now let's change my life. Like, Yes, it's for the most part. Oh my part, God, yeah, 100%. For the most part, like it's most of the people aren't going to Coachella to learn anything. But if there's one person learning one thing, it's worth it to me. Yeah. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I love festivals. I'm, I'm very blessed. Like, I think the coolest thing that I do uh, that I get paid for consistently is working at a music venue. It's the coolest thing ever. And the reason and why I it's great to see people's experience about the rollout you is think that way. if mm-hmm. the rollout isn't all at once, there's really no financial incentive for, like, these booking agents to get their giant acts, the acts that you would usually be uh, at the venue to, like, to open the doors for. Because there's no mm-hmm. money to be made. There's no real money to be made for a show that only seats 20, 30, 40, 50 people. Yeah. So that's where that's kind of like where my brain is like, I think that solo artists that are willing to play for that many people, it's we're going to have this like revelation of like amazing solo artists. So that's great for most genres, but like you can't have a fucking solo jazz guy. You know what I mean? Like... You can't have a solo metal guy. There's a certain certain types of music that you're just like, this is just on hold. But solo hip hop artists would work. Solo a singer songwriter completely works. Solo DJ clearly it's already solo. That'll be interesting. Yeah, but I think that you're I, I I think you're onto something. But I also think that we'll start to see like more like the bigger acts are going to come like with a really high price or like some sort of like really weird incentive to it that like. There's some way that they're going to spin it. If capitalism survives, there will be a way to spin it to make people more money. And there will be, it's not going to make the same money that it used to. They're not going to make millions on tours like they used to, but they will make, they're going to make a, a ton of money from a small set of people. The it's interesting thing about this I, I just hope is it's you... because I feel like less people yes. are going to be able, like people, like it's not going to be accessible to everybody like it, it is or as accessible. 
for people, which is really going to suck. I think that's what's really going to going to suffer. You work in a really odd venue because it's the exception, not the rule. Mm-hmm. I think the the average the, the where the real money is is the super super old like legacy acts, Rolling Stones, your Who, etc., and your super young. Uh, like the kids love it, like Billie Eilish, right? Those are the two money yeah. makers. And then you, but you work in this like weird venue where it's like the middle, like it's the only venue of pretty much in the country of this specific size. And you get almost yeah. every age, but I'd say the majority of ages you get are probably like 20 to 50. Is that fair? Yeah. Not a lot of teens, not a lot of elderly. Are the elderly people going to feel okay? Like going to a giant stadium to see the Rolling Stones are, are like parents going to let their teens go to Capital One Arena to see Billie Eilish, even though they have tickets and like that show is postponed? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. That's where the money is. The money I mean, is the two most like I think least likely to go out groups of people. Which is why I think there's going to be more live shows online because it's easier for them and the kids do that shit anyway, and the kids love it. I don't think the, the kids love under, it. The kids will accept it. <laughs> I think that they're more able to handle it. I think that it also makes, it, it kind of like is a nice liaison between that, that sort of connection that you have with the live show. Like you can, like a live stream, like Instagram concert, you can still interact with the artist. You can send them comments. You can feel like they're going to respond to them or like, kind of like, you know, you're holding up a sign or some shit. And like old people, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do because I'm not there yet. I can't picture that mindset of yeah. what they're thinking and feeling. But you know, at least they don't have to leave their house. They don't have to feel like, encumbered to feel like they're cool or putting like some air they can kind of just enjoy music in their home i suppose but like i think that like the kids will be able to convince their parents to pay for that and like it will probably give them a sense of comfort you know the parents at least Mm -hmm. to know that their kids are at home maybe i don't know i just think like when i was a teenager and yes seeing the act was super important but also like going with someone was equally if not more important oh my god what was your first concert uh, it, it was Summerfest in Milwaukee, and it was uh, it was a free side stage show. It was Foo Fighters and Smoking Popes. Oh my god, that's so cool! Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. It was the Foo Fighters' best album too. So I'm, I'm like, in the smoke, it was yeah, it was good. What was yours? That's not bad. Lenny Kravitz with my mom. That's nice. At at Nissan Pavilion. Nice. Uh, you may know that as Jeffy Lou Blind. Yeah. It was at Nissan Pavilion. And it was funny because I met the local like radio DJs mm-hmm. who I still keep in contact with. I think it was like fifteen ish. That's nice. And they had a dance contest. They had a dance contest for an upgrade of tickets, and I won the tickets <laughs> to upgraded seats. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Wave Two, Lenny Kravitz, Fly Away, and uh, American Woman cover, right? I think so. This is like in 2000. Yeah, this is not Are You Gonna Go My Way, Lenny Kravitz. This is Wave 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he was doing that pop shit. Yeah. yeah Two yeah, things yeah. about that. Number one, have you watched the new High Fidelity on Hulu starring Lenny Kravitz's daughter? High Fidelity? Yeah, like the John Cusack No, I have movie. not. Yeah, I, I have not. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. And number you know, two. Lynn Kravitz and what's her name? Lisa Bonet. God, they should have just made more children. I think one is enough. Like like kinda like, she's, like she's a little she's a little too much. She's great. She's perfect. She's far in that show, perfect. I can't imagine anyone else pulling this off. 
Okay, I might want to then. And second, you mentioned your mom. Does any part of you wish that you were spending this pandemic at a house in not a city rather than an apartment? Um, I'm glad that you didn't stay with my family because I would rather not be with them. Okay, okay. Because okay. <laughs> I was ready to say absolutely not, but maybe outside of the city. I could possibly see that, but I think... And I actually thought about this. I think about this on my walks, too. I'm like, well, like, what would I be doing if, like, I were out in the country? Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't be going for walks. I wouldn't have anywhere to go. I'd have to stock up way more food because, like, what the fuck would I? I, Like, I can go to the grocery store, like, once a week and be fine. Yeah, you're going to the grocery store. At this point, I'm going to. In D.C. I I mean, if I, yeah, if I can go to the grocery store, I don't even need to go right now. Like, I'm honestly just going because I'm like, all right, I guess I can put some other shit in this shit I already have. Like, I don't really need to go, but you know, if I lived out somewhere that wasn't a city, I wouldn't be able to do those things. I keep thinking that cities like DC are going to be fine in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And I think that New York, a lot of people that live currently like in Manhattan would maybe don't want to live in Manhattan anymore. And they're going to want a little bit more room, kind of like how Washington DC is like, my neighborhood, mm-hmm. it's the city, but it does to me it does not feel like a city. It feels like a suburb. It is. It is a suburb. It's not. <laughs> it, is. Uh, it is. You're like, uh, absolutely not. But it, no. And then I think I, that I, people are going to want if you're stuck inside for one, two, three, four, five, six months, things like a yard are going to become more and more and more important, especially because like, I don't know if you saw New York city yesterday, shut down public pools for the summer. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I went to the DC public pool, especially before my wife was pregnant. Like we would go every, at least once a week, if not more, like we were there all the time. Cause it's a super great asset. And if that asset's gone, that sucks, especially if you have a kid, but so, so, like, having a yard is really, really, really important in ways that would not be important to me if I was single. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wish I had, I have, like, a, I guess you're going to call this a sunroom. It's basically the room where it's sort of outside and my landlord just threw a bunch of shit out there that mm-hmm. I need to clean. But, like, it's, like, my outdoor space in my home. Like, I kind of wish I had a grill. Like, that's the one thing. Like, being a country girl, there is one thing I would like to grill. Mm-hmm. right now and i would also like to sit on a porch do you have a space to grill mm, i guess i could go out back but i really don't want to like Safety outside of my own or just like you it's not pleasant it's an alley why the fuck would i go grill in an alley <laughs> i grilled in an alley <laughs> we used to grill on our roof and it was not sanctioned for that i guess like my uh, I just don't like my alley that much. I understand. It's an alley. It's, not, it's just, it's just like it's a whatever alley. I've, I, I used to live in an alley. And <laughs> I wouldn't go that it far. It was fine. We had a yard. I did. Yeah, but you didn't live in the alley. <laughs> I didn't live in the alley. I was yeah. in a house that was. In That's the what alley. I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I was. I wanted to clarify so, yeah, that. I lived. I lived no, I, I did live in a home in an alley, so it was it was nice, but like uh, this one is not so much. Um, so that sucks. I'm sorry. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. I'm great still. Everything's wonderful. I have a bowl of vegetables. 